0: topical conversations, and interviews with special guests. Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah. This is your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I'm in Studio A with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick. It is so great to be
1: here, and all you listeners out there, all you sons and daughters, we are so excited about this Torah portion. Ryan's going to be leading us off here.
0: Yeah, we are. So first off, uh, I want to just give you guys a couple things. Uh, we need your help. We need you to give us your reviews, your little hearts, whatever... uh, Feedback! Whatever podcast platform you're listening on, it just takes a second for you to share it on social media, for you to uh, you know, put a review, uh, put a little five-star, whatever it is that you have um, that you're interacting with, whether it's on the podcast uh, app on Apple or SoundCloud, which is where we actually upload everything to. It helps us out greatly. Also, you can uh, email me. We want to pray for you. We want to know who you are. We want to build a relationship we want to hear you. your story yeah we want to hear your story we do we want to hear your story how did you get your hebrew roots what, what's it about uh how can we help you that's true you know why because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and the word of our testimony so uh we want to hear from you my email address is ryan ryan at to praise.net. so please i want to hear from you go ahead and shoot me over something every week week in a week out we're here right we're here every week and so what do we want? We only ask for that one little thing in return, just to know who you are. So and the
1: praise report, Ryan, is we hit over 13,000 podcast listens season
0: three. And we're not even done yet. That's more than we've no. ever done. This is really cool. Yeah, the coronavirus has I'll been I'll tell you, us. you know
1: what? The, the the nations are coming back to the Torah.
0: They sure are. No, it's... Man, and All pe- of
1: you listening, and I do like to look at the uh, stats, and I like to look at like different countries.
0: Oh, yeah, that's always cool. My humanities class. Oh, Yeah. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, um, also uh, some coming events here at. Bay hey, how Tehila? about I think like
1: send us some gifts from their countries or something? Like send us a little package or Stop. something. Stop! I'll tell you what. Like Norway, Norway, are you listening? Send us some sardines or something. Don't send to, to Bay <laughs> Send it to Tahila. Our PO box, whatever it is. Look at our website yes, or have... church address: seventeen o five, care of Pastor Nick or Ryan. Yeah. We would love to have some kind of gift from your country. I'm, p- I'm throwing it out there right
0: now. I'll tell you what. I got something. I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there. Send me something that represents your country. So before the podcast started today, we were drinking coffee, right? We were drinking it in a French press. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. <laughs> Ah, But of course. But of course. <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool to get like coffee from around the world that we could drink and try? You just won up me, Ryan. That was
1: good. Don't you think? What a great infomercial. I think that would be awesome. Let's do it.
0: Listen, if you're in Mexico, send me some Mexican coffee. If you're in Jamaica, send me some Jamaican coffee from the Blue Mountains, right? Wow, that's good stuff. I've had it. Yeah, me too. It is good stuff. See, you're in Colombia. All right, I can't wait to check the <laughs> mailbox. Listen, don't get your hopes up too high. Okay, okay, maybe. Do Somebody's going to do it. Somebody is going to do it. I believe. I believe. There you go. So, uh, so we do have some upcoming events here at Bait Tehillah. Um and uh, the big one is that uh, this coming 13th and 15th we have uh, Mr. Tommy Waller and his wife Sherry and some of their children. I believe that uh, Hava is coming, Mac Tanner's coming, Tessa's coming. Those are the three that I know of. I don't know if anyone else is coming, um, but. We love the Wallers. We love the Ministry of Hayavel. We support them, and so we are very excited to have Mister Tommy Waller. I did interview him one time when I was at Hayavel on the Mount of Blessing in the mountains of Ephraim in Israel. We're going to get a new podcast, and so um, I, I smell it. I did. I did Along get to interview with the him coffee. back then. Maybe I should interview him again. What do you think? Absolutely. Right here in Studio A, him and his wife. Ooh, that go is a good the, idea. Go for the double. Yeah, that's right. Blessing. That is great. So, um, so that's coming up. Uh, the thirteenth is the Shabbat, <clears throat> so that'll be Saturday, starting at eleven. You can uh, watch live stream on that day uh, from the, you know, comfort of your own couch, or better yet, you can drive here, show up. We're live and living color. That's right, folks. We are having our services again. We're all together. Let me just tell you, we had our first service for our celebration service for Shavuot this past Shabbat, and guess what? It was revival. Boy, we had a great time. And we were just so excited to be back together. Obviously, we still kept our distance, you know, f- your finger length away, you know, at least. But, uh, but it was a great time had by all. And so we're very excited to have the Wallers coming, uh, you know, the 13th and then the 15th, which would be our normal tour study night, the Monday night. Um, we're also giving the floor uh, to Mr. Tommy for, for that evening as well. So we're very excited about that. All right. We are studying Beha Alaha, the tour portion, Beha Alaha which is when you kindle. It can be found in the book of Numbers, uh, chapter 8, verse 1 through chapter 12 and verse 16. Now, the book of Numbers, did you know, is split up into three parts? Did you know that?
1: I've heard of that. You've
0: heard of that, okay. Chapters 1 through 9 is at Sinai and is also called the preparation for the journey. He's smiling over here. He's got this little smile. He's like, oh, he's doing my part. That's right. I totally stole it. See, and then uh, chapters uh, 10 through 21 is to Moab, which is called the journey. Now, the first one at Sinai is only a few weeks, but this one where they're headed on the journey, this is about 39 years. So uh, you got nine chapters for just a few weeks, and then you have chapters 10 through 21 being the journey for 39 years. And then the end, chapters 22 through 36, is just a few months. And this is at Moab and is called at the gate of to the land. Now, key words, key words in the book of Numbers, service, war, and wilderness. Now remember, at the beginning of the book of Numbers, they had 603,550 of one generation, but when they ended the book of Numbers at the end of the journey, they had uh, 601,730, 601,730 of another generation. So wow, big deal, huh? A lot of interesting stuff goes on. We're gonna be studying that today, and we're gonna be starting with uh, chapter 8, uh, verses 1 through 11, the seven lamps and the Levites are purified. Pastor Nick, would you like to read? Guess what? We don't need to read this portion of Ooh. Scripture. We're going to go right into um,
1: this this cleansing and everything for the priests. Got it. So you just jump on in there. Right, and, so, uh, check, so what was the purpose
0: of the seven lamps on the candlestick or the menorah? to have light. It was to have light in the light.
1: inner court because there were no windows.
0: But you know this this lampstand is very interesting. It has 7 branches and it's mentioned several times throughout scripture in a prophetic manner representing <laughs> the 7 spirits of God. You can find this in Revelation chapter 1 verse 4, Revelation chapter 3 verse 1, Revelation chapter 4 verse 5 and Revelation chapter 5 verse 6. However, the full listing of the seven spirits of God can be found in the book of Isaiah in chapter 11 and verse 2. And I'm just going to read um, Isaiah 11 verses 1 and 2 to you real quick. It just says, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And it says here, And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So that's the seven spirits of God. Seven means completion, it too. It does. It does. It's, it's cyclical, so that's good. But think about it. It's the Spirit of God that brings light to the holy place, right? That's right. It is the Spirit of God that brings light to the holy And that's actually
1: place. a picture of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or really being, you know, having the Holy Spirit in all of its glory. And it's and, a
0: picture of that when Jerusalem comes down to us, there will no longer be a lampstand. You know why? Because the Spirit of God will literally be the light. Amen? That's awesome. That's pretty cool. So... So um, moving on in chapter 8, did the Levites require cleansing? Yes, Yes. they did. Let me reiterate
1: something, Ryan, and then you can take it from here. But the thing is, I want to encourage everyone that remember the three Ps. The place, personnel, and process. So now we have this wonderful tabernacle made according to the pattern that was given to Moses from God, from heaven. So we have this incredible, incredible place. Now we're going to have personnel called the Levitical priesthood. Mm. They're going to be scattered throughout. They're going to have responsibilities, right? Yep. So there's this whole personnel thing. It's so important. Remember that, everyone. Uh, Even if you're meeting in your living room right now, maybe you're meeting in your living room. That's okay. You have a place. Yeah. Like That's where we started, Bay Tehila. And then we went to eight different places. Thank God, not 42. Oh, boy. Yeah. So you have the place. And, of course, the personnel was developed through the Dreyer family, through the mother and father, uh, Pastor Tifa, and, of course, uh, Pastor Randy and their two daughters. And then, of course, we had this process that we implemented to grow us and everything. So, once again, now Ryan's going to be sharing in regards to this cleansing, you have the place, you have the personnel, now there's going to be A a process.
0: You know, Embrace the process. Don't hate the process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hate the processor, right? Oh no, that's not how that works. No, that's don't hate the processor. Hate the process.
1: No, don't hate any of it. Oh, okay. No, love the process. Okay, the process is there to protect you, guide you, bring Got you in the right path.
0: All right. So the three things that required uh, were, that were required of the Levites for the cleansing process was to sprinkle water of purifying on them, shave all their flesh and washed their clothes. So it's, as you can see, it's a pretty in-depth process. Uh, The Levites had to perform animal sacrifices for the cleansing process, and the children of Israel put their hands on the Levites. And so in verse 14, it says, thus shalt thou separate the Levites from among the children of Israel and the Uh, The Levites shall be mine. So this uh, this consecration, right? There's levels of consecration, and the Levites are at the next level, and then you have Aaron's sons. And so when
1: he had a problem, you went to the Levitical priesthood. That's right. They were like the first dermatologists and everything.
0: Well, and and remember, the Levites and the priests are not necessarily the same, right? So all priests are Levites, but not all Levites are priests. That's deep. And there's only one high priest. That's right. Wow. Come on. So did the firstborn of man and beast from the children of Israel belong to the Lord? Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's why uh, when people ask, you know, how was it that God was able to curse uh, Egypt with the death of the firstborn? And the answer is the firstborn belonged to God, right? They're already his. Um, And what was the beginning and ending age of the Levites who served in the tabernacle? Well, here
1: it looks like there's a little bit of a discrepancy here. It sure does. It says it's 25 to 50.
0: Please explain the discrepancy.
1: But here's some interesting things, just so you know. Uh, we find this in Numbers four twenty-three that the age, original age, the law first mentioned is thirty to fifty. So we're wondering why is it dropped down to twenty-five to fifty? Well, that could be a process as well for maturity or serving. But what I what I get this uh, point across is, uh, or what I, if I can get this point across, it would be that I believe that there was such a need for the priests that they dropped the age to twenty-five, and then of course you're going to find out that later on. Uh, David, King David, drops the age down to 20 in, uh, I believe, in, in one or two Chronicles. I don't know exactly where it's at. But anyway, King David, oh, it's First Chronicles 23, verses 24 and 25. There's my note. So he's going to drop the age even more to 20. And, of course, he creates the 24 division of priests. And you'll find this, of course, uh, in 1 Chronicles 23, verses 24 and 25. The age is dropped down to 20. Also, remember the father of John the Baptist um, Zacharias, right? Uh, Zechariah, actually, uh, and so Zacharias.
0: It depends if you're reading the King James. I got gotcha. you. So
1: the father of John the Baptist was serving within his own order. You'll see that in in the in the beginning of the gospel there. Yep. But once again, uh, Ryan, this is really encouraging because wow, you know, we we have an age group here uh, that at the age of twelve you can start serving in the ministries and different things, and as young people in media or in child care. And so with that, though, it's interesting that, um, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, in this particular portion, uh, which is, of course, the Torah, we're actually dealing with the ages
0: 25 to 50. Interesting. Yeah. So, so here's our discussion question. Are you ready for this? In the Mosaic Covenant, or the Torah, that was made between God and Israel, it was declared that they would be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. How is that applied today. Wow.
1: Think about a nation of priests, Ryan. Remember now, when when he's calling out a nation of priests, boy, that's really raising the bar. You're not just a Christian. You're not just a believer. You are a son and daughter of the commandments of God, and you are a priest, and you carry yourself like a priest. And it's interesting, even today, whether it's In the Catholic faith or among evangelicals or the Protestants or whatever, you know, really the clergy has got a bad rap right now. They're not really uh, with, you know, being accused of being pedophiles and different things that are going on. Uh, You know, we are priests. And so with that, you know, I get the beauty of being married and having my children. And of course, the praise report for the Plummer family is that we are expecting a daughter in December, early December, late November. So uh, another daughter daughter of Zion so once again and I only share that because you know I was raised Catholic and so in order to be a priest you couldn't marry you know in the Catholic faith and so that's one thing I would love to see changed among Catholicism is let the priests marry but that's not my decision to make Uh, but I would like to see that because here I am I'm a priest I'm married over you know 20 years and I'm, I'm gonna have my eighth child and I'm still a priest
0: yeah you are and you know what i love the way peter puts it um you know he's he's exhorting and that's a cross reference
1: to exodus 19 yeah
0: it sure is it sure is it's a cross reference Exodus 19 it, it is so it says here in uh, first peter <laughs> chapter 2 verse 9 pastor nicks making faces at I me mean. um it says uh but uh, he's referring to yeshua it talks about him being a rock of offense and a stumbling stone right but it says here But ye are a chosen generation. This is starting in verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Come on, somebody. somebody! You know, there's certain verses in the Bible. What a great cross-reference. That, like, get me excited, you know? And I just, I remember when I was in darkness, and God called me into his marvelous light. You know what I mean? That in time past, I was not his people, right? I was not a member of the Commonwealth of Israel, right? But now... Through, Ephesians 2. Through Christ, who's brought me nigh, right? I am a fellow citizen with the saints, and I had not obtained mercy, right? So these are cross references from Hosea at this point, right? Who are not a people but are a people, right? Loami and uh, Lo Ruhama. Loami. Loami and Lo Ruhama. This is cross references from, from Hosea here, referring to prophecies about the northern kingdom of Israel using these prophecies to talk about the Gentiles. Obviously, they know that the Gentiles are grafted into the Commonwealth of Israel who have faith in Yeshua Messiah, right? So we all become one big happy family. And just like every family, we have squabbles amongst ourselves, right? But one thing remains. Yeshua is Messiah. He's on the throne, and he has taken us out of darkness. he's the one that's going to gather the lambs to his chest. Out of darkness. Think about this. Out of darkness and into his marvelous light. We just started this Torah portion by talking about the light in the holy place. The cleansing and then here we come full circle right comes full circle hey you're a priesthood right out of the darkness and into his marvelous light how cool is it that we get to be part of this royal priesthood what did we do to deserve it it's it's added responsibility nothing nothing we did nothing it's to deserve added it. responsibility well, you though. can you can feel the weight on your shoulders i'm gonna have it like wind beneath my wings i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> the wind beneath my wings. he's gonna clip your wings <laughs> I think you're about to put my wings. We're going to
1: jump. I'm going to let you take chapter nine. Thank you. The (laughs) Passover in the second month. All right. The Passover in the second month. Here's the subject matter. Remember, as you're studying this and reading this and you want understanding, look for the principles. Look for the principles. You know, that's one thing I love about Judaism is it slows you down. It makes you think. And there's this process. And we say, oh, well, that's this and that. We're immature and we're irresponsible in our own thoughts sometimes. But I respect Judaism. But anyway, uh, this is the Passover in the second month. What? What's going on here? Passover in the second month. Well, uh, there were certain men that were unable to keep the Passover because they were defiled by the dead body of a man. Ooh. so what is God doing? What's the principle here? He's showing you life and death, clean and unclean. Okay. So, so, of course, the question is now that this happened, what provision was made for those who could not celebrate Passover because they were unclean or who had gone far away on a journey?
0: Well, Well, they they could celebrate in the second month on the 14th day.
1: Now, a
0: good point
1: was made last night. Oh, really? Um, I think it was was Joanne or somebody was talking about all the dead bodies because people were dying in the wilderness.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, you know, you had funerals, you know.
0: Yeah, you had a whole turnover. The entire population died. Well, yeah, (laughs) but not yet. No, but The spies the weren't sent into the yeah. land
1: yet, but what I'm saying is that, you know, here's, here's somebody passed away in the wilderness, you know. Uh, matter of fact, it goes on to say that Yeshua showed himself to over 500 people. Some remain, some are still alive, and he said, but some are sleeping, meaning they have passed away. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? You know, uh, how, how Yeshua or the, the Father, or the, even the Holy Spirit, look at death like, oh, they're just sleeping. Like, it's no big deal. They're just sleeping.
0: Well, when you're God, which Yeshua is, right, you have that perspective. You have an eternal perspective, right? You're outside of time, so you know. Right. You already know.
1: That's true. So once again, uh, you can celebrate it in the second month on the 14th day. And if a stranger shall sojourn among you and will keep the Passover unto the Lord, according to the ordinance of the Passover, and according to the manner thereof, so shall he do. You shall have one ordinance, both for the stranger and for him that was born in the land. So all of my instructions at my home are for everyone. You don't have different instructions for the girls, different instructions for the guys. You got to give the instructions for the family. Say we're all going to follow this standard, this guideline. You know. Hmm. And so once again, uh, if the stranger was there, he had to adhere to those rules. Very good. Because once we were a stranger in a strange land, called Egypt. Uh, and so what covered the tabernacle but the cloud by day and the fire by night? You know, God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Imagine that. Cloud by day and fire by night. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know exactly where it's at. Maybe somebody can email me or email Ryan uh, and, and let me know where this is at. But I'll have to go back and look at it. Ryan but at I, two I, praise I believe net. Yeah, Ryan at 2praise.net. I believe there's a, there's, a, there's a story in there where they set up the camp for one day and mm. then, they, then they had
0: to leave. Mm. you know so we're gonna that. find it we're gonna find it in this book in the book of numbers
1: <laughs> yes so when the cloud moved the children of israel moved with it how is the cloud moving today in regards to the hebrew roots of the christian faith ryan
0: uh i have a lot of thoughts on this topic
1: but well let me just share this okay i just got my little note here i was gonna pick one but you go ahead did you want this one uh, no, you go okay. ahead, please. Here, here's please. the deal. So, so how do we know the cloud's moving? How do we know that God is moving? Well, here's the thing. We're seeing reconciliation between Jews and Gentiles.
0: Absolutely. And yeah,
1: it can be messy and ugly, but I'm t- we are seeing the reconciliation between Jews and Gentiles. You know, I, I got an email uh, this week from from an Orthodox Jew in Israel that was disappointed that he could not come and visit us. Uh, at this time. So once again, there is reconciliation between Jews and Gentiles. Yeah, absolutely. What a happy
0: email. I believe that at this point, it's cool because you're mentioning the reconciliation between Jews and Gentiles being a, a big part of where the cloud is moving, where God is moving the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. I would venture to say that it's, it's moving towards the land of Israel, that there's a love for the physical place, right? For Jerusalem, for Zion, the, for, Zion for the holy mountain that God has chosen, Mount Moriah. But I think it's also important to notice that when you're going somewhere, you're leaving something else, right? And the cloud is moving away from immaturity, that's good. That's good. Away past. from foolishness, right? Away from your bad decisions in the past, right? And that we're moving forward. That's right. Toward what? The promise. That's right. Come which on. Which in the
1: Greek, which is a divine assurance of good. That's right. Divine. Maybe. Divine. Not what we think is good. Uh-huh. That's awesome.
0: It is. It is. I think it's. But I think it's important to note that we're leaving these things. So don't pick up immaturity and foolishness. Don't pick up division and you know uh, things that separate and divide. Leave it alone. Turn people to Yeshua. Turn people to Messiah. Turn people to the Word of God, not you know to divisive immaturity. Yeah. Tell us what you're
1: for, not what you're against. So the cloud is wanting us to be positive. Quit bashing the church. Quit calling out ministers and ministries. Don't be judgmental. You know, practice
0: your faith. Move forward. Be positive. Yeah, we have, yeah. We, we've thought many times about like, maybe we should have a podcast about all the controversial topics in the Hebrew roots. And you know what? We just don't do it. And I'm not no. saying we'll never do it, but like, it just grieves me so much that it's like, I don't even, I don't even know that I want to. That's why
1: you got to say what you're for, not what you're That's against. Right. That's, That's right. That's like when, you know, I don't teach anything about pagan holidays. I teach the feast days.
0: Come on. I love the feast days. You
1: want to you want to get into numbers chapter 10 verses Wait, 1 to 10. Wait, we're on 10?
0: blowing of the trumpets? It's all this is your part. Oh, wow. cuz you know right? I like to toot my own horn. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is God's horn, but you get the point. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh what did the Lord tell Moses to make to call the assembly together? What did Mo- God call Moses to make? Two trumpets of silver. That's right. So, two silver trumpets and these silver trumpets, uh, you know, Obviously, one of the things we talked about last night, which was pretty cool, was that they could use the shofars as well right. to kind of echo, Yeah, right? So the, the, they blow the trumpets yeah. from the temple. The but two then... trumpets
1: of silver are precise, and, and,
0: and they're definitely uh, the beginning. Exactly, exactly. So the sons of Aaron, the priests, were in charge of the blowing of the trumpet. So this is the priests, the Kohens. Uh, so this is another step up. Remember, we talked about the Levites, and then the Kohens, or the priests, uh, being the sons of Aaron. All priests are Levites, but not all Levites are priests. And so when the children of Israel go to war against their enemies in their land and sound an alarm the Lord would remember them. So this is a a sound that the Lord would hear and that it would remind him to fight on their behalf. It would be like a call out to the Lord. So you'd blow these to call to the Lord. So the trumpets were blown for feast days, new moons and offerings. What a what great verses this is, man. I, this is we read this at new moon don't we this is a new moon verse this is a new moon verse or so numbers 10 10 I'm just yeah, gonna numbers 1010 it. 10. It says also in the day of your gladness and in your solemn days and in the beginnings of your months ye shall blow with the trumpets over your burnt offerings and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings that they may be with uh, maybe to you for a memorial before your God I am the Lord your God so we we say uh specific verses about the new moon um, or the head of the month uh, every every time we celebrate so that's pretty cool.
1: And, and once again, the law first mentioned, Ryan. Remember, in Exodus 19, God blew the trumpet or the shofar over his people to marry them. So we look at it maybe 30, 35 years ago, what came into the church, but the shofar. You see churches actually blowing the shofar. So it's like summoning the bride because the law first mentioned.
0: And you know, I have to say, shofar,
1: show good. I like that. <laughs> that's good. You have to use that because this is your chance. I
0: got to it first. So I mean, you yes, can just, you know sorry. This is good stuff, people. (laughs) So the children of Israel leave the wilderness of Sinai in the second month on the 20th day in the second year, and the cloud uh, rested in the wilderness of Paran. So remember, they're following the cloud by day and the fire by night, and it rests in the wilderness of Paran. So um, this is a a famous little story here that we're going to get into uh, right here in uh, chapter 10 and verse 30. Well, uh, This says here, when Moses invited his father-in-law, Jethro, to go on the journey with him and to share in the promise made to the children of Israel concerning the promised land, what was his response?
1: Well, Jethro said, I will not go, but I will depart to my own land and to my kindred. So, you know, don't think of this as a negative connotation. I used to kind of think of it as a negative connotation. Oh, they don't want to go with us. But some people are not meant to go on the journey. Some people are just meant to come into your life. Like Jethro really speaks into Moses' life about the leadership delegation. He helps delegation. a lot, yeah. He helps a lot. He's a great father-in-law. He gave up his daughter. And, and so once again, you know, people are going to go where they're going to go. They're going to practice their faith the way they practice their faith. And I've said this before, Ryan, and I'll say it again. I can't stress it off. It really set me free. Everyone needs to practice their faith accordingly. Everyone's given a measure of faith. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So the more I tell you about the Hebrews, the Christian faith, and those promises, your faith will grow. Just like some of you are listening to this podcast, you're like, gosh, how could I live in Israel? Well, it's not the point. The point is, it takes faith. And you've got to live somewhere. So like, ultimately, until my feet—I told my wife this last night—until my feet are in the land, I will rest neither day nor night. Wow. And you know why? Because a newborn's coming.
0: Let me tell you something. um, I'm just saying. When you— do rest your feet there, you better not rest either. <laughs> Except maybe on the Shabbat. There's going to be a lot of work there. There's going to be work to do. So why don't you go ahead and read uh, Numbers chapter 10, verses 35 and 36 there, Pastor Nick. And it came to pass
1: when the ark set forward that Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let thine enemies be scattered, and let them that hate thee flee before thee. And when it rested, he said return o lord unto the many thousands of israel to the many thousands that's what of we're israel. doing return right. it's, it's it's shub it's Teshuvah. and return is so important unto the many thousands of israel now it's it's a two point plan here because the ark represents the throne of god so we boldly come to the throne of god and at the same time that's where the torah was kept
0: ah
1: and actually in, in the ark, you know it's interesting as they discuss the three things that were found in the ark, it was the manna, the rod of Aaron, and the tablets. But you'll see where, later on, they only mention the tablets. You know, when, when you stop and think about God's throne, and, and thank you Holy Spirit, oh this is a great revelation, thank you Holy Spirit, notice three things, divine of the Lord, uh. manna, a rod, and the, and the commandments. People. So for those of you listening, Check this out. Okay. So you're going to have what? You're going to have the commandments, which are the instructions. Yep. The rod represents the leadership or the personnel. The Torah and manna represents provision. Provision. So what are you saying, Pastor Nick? In order to have provision or blessings, you have to have his Torah, good leadership, and he'll give you provision.
0: Wow. I get it. I get it. So right. our discussion question, we kind of already covered when living the lifestyle in regards to the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith, why is it that not everyone wants to go on the journey? This one tears me up sometimes because I well, just wonder. Well,
1: Ryan. once again, it goes back to this. Everybody practices their faith in their own personal way. I know, I know. So just like, you know, I had a pastor friend of mine. He said, you know, I don't have Zion in my heart because I brought up the point that all Christians get the land you're, you're grafted in. Yeah. You can go take the land. You can go in the land because you're a Christian. Yeah. That's a promise that was given that you can go over there and live and, and, and believe in that promise. And, and even if the government doesn't let you or whatever, it's in your heart and God will make a way for you to renew your visa or whatever. But I'm just saying that nobody owns the land. The land belongs to God. But what I'm saying is that, wow, we overlook this all the time as Christians, you know, and, and I've really challenged people and it's not to condemn them or judge them. It's just the fact that, you know, God showed me that the first thing promised to Abraham was the land. So as a Christian, and I'm grafted in, because why? Because if you're in Christ, you're the seed of Abraham in Galatians. And and so once again, and also I'm part of the Commonwealth of Israel, Ephesians 2, once I was far away, Christ has brought me near. So once again, this person, Jesus, gives us all of these things. That's right. And that's what really connects all of us together here at Bethel. It's the person of Jesus, the person of Yeshua. He is the root of Hebrew roots. So we can't replace him with anything else that's right with policies and plans and programs and anything with a p like that because (laughs) you know my three p's but three p's in a pod hey Hey. so so just encourage all of you that you know we we are we are living in exciting times and so with this you know what's going to happen we go into numbers chapter 11 verses 1 through 9 the people complain uh and so when when they complained the lord became angry his fire burnt among them And it consumed those in the uttermost parts of the camp. Uh, This is a picture of one foot in and one foot out. The outermost parts of the camp, it's like, do I want to go back to Egypt? Maybe they're facing that way. Or
0: should we stay? Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go? So it's statistically proven that kids that sit in the back of the class do worse than kids that sit at the front.
1: I know. I used to sit in the front. It's just a fact. So when the people cried to Moses, he prayed to the Lord and the fire was quenched. Wow, so once again, fire is used to cleanse, uh, and of course, we have two groups of people that lusted after the flesh. To eat the two groups were the mixed multitude and the children of Israel. Now, what are you saying, Pastor Nick? The mixed multitude. What do you mean? Well, if we go back to Exodus chapter twelve and verse thirty-eight, well, who came out of Egypt? But the mixed multitude as well, some Egyptians, and you'll even see these, these stories lines. Adab, Adab, Adab. Uh, the meaning of this—that's uh, the Hebrew multitude. word, by the way. Yes, adab. <laughs> yes, e r e b adab. Uh, it means threads of cloth, or mixture, mm-hmm. a mongrel race, Arabia, or woof, W-O-O-F. this is right out of the Strongsky Concordance, adab, and this is the mixed multitude. I still
0: don't get the woof. Now, part, but this,
1: yeah, woof. Uh, <laughs> A wolf is like, I think it's like a tapestry or a thread or something. It's like, it's like a part of the cloth, a woof. A woof. Uh, I have to look into that. Now, here's the, it says the mixed multitude wanted the flesh to eat and the children of Israel. So in this particular instance, it means gathered up together and promiscuous assemblage of people. You know, I don't, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but maybe you do. Maybe you've been keeping up with the news, but it's kind of sad that riots broke out on the eve of Shavuot. Saturday night, the 50th day, when you're supposed to stay up like Ryan was sharing and read the Torah and stay up all night. And then they go to the Temple Mount and celebrate Shavuot, uh, all the classes of people back then and everything, all the different factions and sects of people. And so what happens? We have this looting, pillaging, burning of businesses, you know, the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. How sad is that? And so the six things they remembered eating in Egypt were fish, cucumbers, melons, leeks onions and garlic the people were tired of the manna you know it, it, it's interesting you know when you quit giving you have forgotten what has been given to you so we have to be grateful people we have to be grateful people and uh and of course you know like i said this was not good uh once again they're crying we're sick of the manna we had all this food right and then what's going to happen here it's very interesting Because God knows, wow, this is going to get out of hand pretty quick here. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to do something for Moshe, for Moses, my leader. And so this is what happens. And, of course, Moses went to the Lord and says, man, these people are a burden that you've put on me. This is a burden that I can't carry. I cannot handle this.
0: You resemble that remark?
1: Many hands make light work. I do. And, (laughs) I mean, I only got 150. (laughs) So this is what Moses did. So the Lord had Moses choose 70 elders that he knew And the spirit that was on Moses would be put upon them by the Lord to help bear the burden of the people. Okay, 70 means the nation. So now Moses' vision and guidance and his instructions, these 70 elders are going to carry the same thing as Moses. They're not going to contradict. There's not going to be a division or a division. There's going to be a vision of deliverance. And so this is what was given to Moses, 70 elders are going to share that spirit. Now as we move on in the storyline, uh, the Lord said he's going he's going to feed the children of Israel flesh for one month. That's another cycle, one new moon to one new moon. Mm. For one cycle of the of the of the lunar calendar, he says, "I'm going to feed you meat." You want meat?
0: Ugh, lots of meat.
1: What was that Pink Floyd song? How can you have your pudding when you have not eaten your meat? so here he's going to give them flesh he's going to give them flesh yeah and so what did the 70 elders do when the spirit rested upon them what did they do ryan i don't know what did they do they prophesied so now what does that mean to speak the very oracles of god so they prophesied which is encouraging words building up, not tearing down. And so when this broke out, now remember the people are crying out, they're complaining about the manna. We used to have all this other food and this and that. And now I've said when Eldad and Medad prophesied, Joshua wanted Moses to forbid them, but Moses wanted all to have the spirit. (laughs) That's right. Listen, what did Jesus say? If you're not against me, you're for me. Now Eldad means God loves. Medad means love. Eldad means God loves. me. Dad means love. And so that's why we got to be careful that when we don't become judgmental or territorial or whatever it is. Even as a pastor, you, you got to let God move. So uh, it's great that, that those two were prophesying other than those elders. The Spirit was really being poured out. So in the midst of all this, Ryan, the Lord gives them quail um, for flesh. He says, you want some flesh? You want some meat? I'm going to give you quail. You know,
0: and it literally like rains down yeah. from the sky. Yeah. So
1: in Numbers eleven thirty three, and while the flesh was yet between their teeth, ere it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague. Hmm. There's the plague. There and go. who plagued the people, Ryan? The Lord. the Lord. Yeah. Here's that word, plague. In eleven thirty three, he put a plague on the people. And actually, that's the word 4347 or the number, 4347. Let me look that up a little bit here because we're dealing with a coronavirus right now.
0: Yeah, And people are
1: all up in arms about that. Well, it was made in a lab. It's bat soup. It's this. It's that. Listen, a plague is a plague is a plague, okay? If it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. It's true. So a plague is a plague. So 4347 is the number, Ryan. And I want to look at this. Because it's actually makah, and it means a blow, a wound, carnage, pestilence, beaten, blow, to smote, a sore, or a stripe, or even a stroke. That's interesting. So if we go back to, I'm just looking at this, plague is number 4347. I want to go back to Leviticus here and look at something here.
0: You know, the question about whether or not the plague is of the it's Lord It's different
1: than leprosy. So Right. Leprosy is fifty sixty one. Right. But this one is is is, is, is unique.
0: Yeah. It so. is. But you know, the idea of like the coronavirus and, and the plague that has hit the world and shut everything down, is it of the Lord? We know that God at least allowed it, right? So That's if, right. If God allowed it, the question would have to beg why? Why did God allow it? And and just one little note that I want you to think about about whether or not Um, you think God is zealous for Zion or or the land of Israel, if you haven't quite gotten it yet. The day that President Trump, the president of the most powerful nation in the whole world, shut down uh, travel to and from China because of the possibility that the plague might spread uh, through people that are traveling, the very same day, they announced the deal of the century where they were planning to split up the land of Israel. And so... Uh, You know, I think that there's things you can say, you know, oh, that has nothing to do with it. It's just a coincidence. But, you know, I'll let you guys decide. But I think that the timing on that is very interesting. You know, I find it very interesting that the timing on that seems to coincide very well with God saying, oh, you want to split up my land? Oh, yeah? Okay, well, guess what? I'm just going to shut everything down. Go sit in your house. Go to your room.
1: You know, have you noticed that, like, lust is never satisfied, but love satisfies? Lust is ever wanting, never getting. Yeah,
0: the eyes are never satisfied. You
1: know, that's why, you know, pornography is so bad because it's yes. just lust. It'll, it'll never fill that void that that's God correct. can give you with love and acceptance. So once again, and I've heard it said, it's very interesting. I read this one book. This guy was saying that the opposite of pornography is prayer. Wow. Because, you know, through lust and pornography, we're trying to get intimacy. We're trying to do something. Yeah. That's designed to be intimate. But now it's, you know, pornography is hijacking. As a matter of fact, the word pornography is the Greek word porneo. is where we get the word um, pornography. Yeah. The word fornication. So I only share that because it's so, so, so true. But all those that lusted were buried at Kibroth Hataava, numbers 1134. And actually, this actually means um, the graves of lust. Yeah. So you're never satisfied. That's why it's so important to be you know, thankful and content, you know, because once again, these people died, you know, because of their lust.
0: They absolutely did. No, it's terrible. And you know what? I just, I feel for people because, you know, lust is not a uh, something that only the children of Israel dealt with. It's something that we all deal with. And it's not always, um, you know, in a physical sexual manner, right? We lust for things through selfish ambition. We lust for things, um through greedy desires and things like that and so um you know the enemy uses whatever he's whatever he can against us you know what I mean and it just is what it is so be careful what you ask for That's right.
1: You know one of my prayers Ryan is Lord give me what you want to give me never give me what
0: I want. Stop oh,
1: me from getting it.
0: There you go. Because of this. Yeah, no well and that's exactly right. So God's plan is is bigger. It's just like they show that picture of of Jesus Right, and, um it's like a little sketch drawing, and it's a little girl, and she's holding on to her little teddy bear, right and uh, and and Jesus has his hand out, you know, asking her for the little teddy bear, and she's like, "No, but I love it, and he's got this giant teddy bear behind his back, you know, and it's just it, obviously we all get the picture, you know that what God has for us is so much better than than what we could think or imagine, right? Um, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, um, you know what God has for those. Um, you know, that, that love him. And so I think it's just something that you can go back and, and see throughout your life. And we all have the testimony that, hey, God's way was always better than my way. Always. So let's move on. Uh, we're going to uh, Numbers chapter 12, verses 1 through 16. This uh, is Miriam and Aaron rebel, or Miriam is punished. Um, and so the two people that spoke against Moses was uh, Miriam and Aaron uh, for the Ethiopian woman who he married. So this is an interesting little strife going on here. A little African. Yeah, between the, uh, between the siblings. And so Aaron and Miriam believe Moses was not the only one whom the Lord could speak to. And while that very well may be true, the Lord called Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to the door of the tabernacle so that he could speak to all three of them together. And what did he say? Uh, why don't you read uh, chapter 12, verse 8 for us there on bullet point 3. All
1: right. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches. And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my
0: servant Moses? Yeah. So in other words, he's saying, yeah, no, there's no doubt that I speak to other people. But guess what? I speak face to face, mouth to mouth with Moses. and yes, I'm giving him
1: instructions. He's the leader.
0: And I'm giving him the black and white... Do's and don'ts, the, the 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 specific things. I'm not speaking in parables to him. I'm not speaking in dark speeches or sayings. There's no mystery here, right? I'm giving him clear instruction to give to everyone, um, and not the way that I necessarily speak to everyone else. So I'm to speak to him in a special way. So he's making it very clear that he has set Moses apart from everyone, including his siblings.
1: You know, Ryan, it, it's 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 fascinating that these last two months I was sharing with you earlier about how God just stripped me down to nothing. And he's been building me back up and showing me things and how to correct my life and different things that are going on that he wants me to work on. But more more than anything, Ryan, he's literally given me instructions for our church. He's He's inspired me and given us, given me a plan. And so with that, we're going to implement that. But once again, you know, there are those in, in the body of Christ that would want to challenge the leader in his vision, oh, yeah. and they would love to change it or second-guess him and all that. Uh, I recommend don't do that. You know, uh, I, I met my father-in-law years ago, and he was my friend first, and then, of course, he became uh, my pastor, and then, of course, he became my father-in-law. So the, 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 the combination was a, a friend, a pastor, and a father-in-law. That's an interesting combo. It is. But here's the thing, though. It always went back to him being the spiritual leader. Yeah. So the thing that I, that I learned, Ryan, I, and I did very well at, I guess because of where I'm at even now, but I just did what I was told. And if he asked for my opinion or my thoughts, I would give it, but I would never force it on him. You know? yeah. So he made a lot of decisions, you know, and I thought they were pretty good myself, but, but he, he was really you know, freelancing and everything. But, but I'm only saying that because we're really seeing uh, lawlessness to a degree that we've never really seen before. A sure. disrespect for those that are in authority. Uh, total disrespect. And so with that, uh, I just want to say that, you know, when there is a vision, you know, there, there there can be a division, a division, which is two different visions that people would try to bring into Beit Tehillah. But we've been very fortunate, Ryan, because we are building a strong community, raising up the next generation, and you just can't really change that or mess that up. That's really what we're doing. Yeah. And so that's why we're not involved with a lot of these other things because there's so much work to do right here. Our mission field is right here at Beit Tehillah. The person sitting next to you needs your prayers, needs your help. That's right. You know, and so once again, uh, just just keep that in mind.
0: And I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to
1: let Ryan finish this out here because he's doing a good job.
0: No, I'm glad you brought it up because after the cloud departs, Miriam becomes leprous, obviously because of this rebellion. And Moses intercedes on behalf of his sister and cries out to God that God would heal his he sister. He did.
1: And once again, the age group, Miriam was a firstborn, right. Aaron was the middle child and Moses was the baby. That's right. And that is the birth order. So
0: Now uh, Moses yeah. could have very well, and I don't think anybody would have thought any worse of him, um, been like, ha see, I told you so. Yeah. And not interceded for no. his sister,
1: but he did the right thing. They, it said, he actually wrote, he's the most meekest
0: man. It is, and it's just so funny. Do you like that, I do because he wrote it, so yeah, it's he like wrote it. I believe it <laughs> I do, I just he's the most humble man yeah. ever to live, you know, and I just that's I love what you Moses. do you
1: write your own memoir,
0: that's right, you know, hey, listen, you know
1: you. you it, It is what it is. So share about the quarantine. Oh, is there quarantine in the Bible? There is, Miriam. Do we have to stay at our homes?
0: Yeah, well, she gets put outside the camp. So Miriam was put outside the camp for seven days. And when she returned, they left uh, Hezrot uh, to the wilderness of Paran. And so um, this is where we end uh, chapter 12. Um, You know, Miriam is obviously made whole. Uh, God, you know, hears the cry of Moses on her behalf and heals her. And I think that um, she only receives a healing because she learned the lesson, right? And so my prayer for everyone is that when we step outside of the bounds of what God has called us to do, because sometimes, you know, especially even in like a climate politically like we live in today, um, or whether it be, you know, sub-politics like, you know, the Hebrew roots and the Messianic movement or whatever it is, um, you know, our job is to submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from us. And so our job is to first submit ourselves to God, and that's what gives us the power to resist the devil. Because these things come over us, these emotions and these desires to speak out against, you know, this or that that's or right. people. And, you know, many, many, many times our job is just to do the work that God has called us to do, to to speak up for, for you know, for the lord and all of you know what he has called us to and to do the ministry and to live the life and to express our faith the way he's called us to express it and i think that's a win 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 situation what do you think
1: excelente
0: excelente so um yeah i think we're gonna we're gonna finish we're gonna, up.
1: We're a little ditty here ryan was playing the guitar and singing a little bit and so we'd <laughs> like to close it on a high note um just a nice little ditty here you know to worship the lord and close it out hope you enjoy it but Ryan's a good singer, and he, and he plays the guitar, and he worships with the Lord, and we just enjoy
0: that. Hallelujah at Adonai, hallelujah at Adonai, hallelujah at Adonai, come and praise the Lord. Hallelujah at Adonai, hallelujah at Adonai, hallelujah, at Adonai, come and praise the Lord, come, come and <laughs> praise the Lord, I mean, that's it, I mean, we're just doing the chorus, so, you know, that's it, so, listen, praise God, hallelujah, you know, praise God, He is worthy to be praised, you know, He has done so much for us. He's done so much for me. I know that if you're following Him, He has done so much for you, and I just pray that we're all going to get the lessons that we learn here in the book of Numbers um, and use them to live better, more holy, and righteous lives, worthy of the calling that God has called us to, leaving the darkness uh, behind us and heading into His marvelous light. Amen. Amen. So if you guys want to reach out to me, it's ryan2praise.net. You can also call the office here at 813-654-2222. And remember to show up at our services, but if you can't because you're too far away, um, please join us online by live streaming on any of our social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, and the like, uh, or even on our website at 2praise.net. Also, we appreciate those of you that give. Uh, We appreciate your donations so much. Thank you so much for donating um, because it means so much to us to be able to continue the work of, of getting, uh, you know, God's word out to spread the, the news of, of Yeshua and the Torah uh, to the nations. We just, we love it. We're just so passionate about it. And we appreciate you guys helping support that work. So uh, bless you guys. Have a great week.